1: Now that we are through six weeks of this NFL regular season, how would you assess your overall performance at uh, picking games so far?
2: Uh, better than the Jets do anything or any team in New York. Listen, at 500, it's nothing to be that thrilled about. But based on how the New York sports scene looks, 500, not that bad. And after some rough weeks and some bad beats we've taken, I'll take it. You ain't kidding, bro.
1: Now, listen, I was three and two last week. I felt like I should have been five and0, the Texan game doesn't go according to plan. The giant game doesn't go according to plan, but hey, after a dismal start to the year in which I was nine under 500, which is embarrassing, I am now eight and two in my last 10, which now puts me at 13, 16 and one. Fleegs is an even 500 at 14, 14 and two. and Mr. Maestro, who forgot the deadline, and I'm like, you know, the cool teacher. I'm letting them extend the deadline past tomorrow, and I'll tweet these out whenever I get them from Maestro. Maestro is in the lead by game at 15-13-2. So, please, I think it is fair to say it is anybody's
2: race as we are six weeks through this year. Listen, we'd love to keep it going this close up until week 17, and then because of obviously everything that happened this year, maybe next year in 2021 we will have two winners paying for two dinners. I would like that, because right now I'm on a hook for one, I don't want to be on the hook for two. So,
1: without further ado, back-to-back winning weeks, trying to overcome what was a nightmarish start to the year. Let's get it. Week 7, world famous, JJ After Dark, unlocks of the week. And
0: here we go. I want winners. I want
2: people that want to win. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here.
1: Win. win win what are we waiting for take this! all right 13 16 and one on the year but again i'm about the recency bias the recency bias for yours truly is pretty good eight and two over the last 10 games we do that over the next couple months we're gonna be in really good shape let's start game one I think the Carolina Panthers have been one of the biggest surprises I've seen in the league. They're as well-coached as any team in the NFC. That's how good a job Matt Roll's been doing. And here's what I know about Teddy Bridgewater. He is the cover king. He's 30-10 and 10 against the spread throughout his career. He's 13 and 3 against the spread following a straight up loss, and he's 14 and 2 against the number as a road underdog. Well, guess what? All of those apply as Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers are a seven and a half point dog at the New Orleans Saints. Last time we saw New Orleans, they barely got by the LA Chargers. Joe Brady. Knows a thing or two about New Orleans. Teddy Bridgewater knows a thing or two about New Orleans. And from what I've seen from the New Orleans Saints, I don't feel great about them covering this big a number. Do I think Carolina's going to win a game outright? Eh, not so sure. Do I feel good about Carolina keeping this game competitive? Keeping it within the number? 100%. I am taking the Carolina Panthers plus the 7.5 here in game number one. Game two, we move to the Battle of Ohio between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals, and I like the fact that I can get this game with the hook. Cleveland is a a 3.5-point favorite at Cincinnati. I like Cincinnati here plus the points. First of all, I don't like at all what I saw from Baker Mayfield. He got beat up by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He played poorly against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals have been in these games. They're still trying to figure out how to win. You saw last week against Indianapolis. Jumped out to a fast start. I think the fact that Joe Burrow has gone against his defense, that's a good thing for him. This will be a tight game. I don't get the sense Cleveland is going to blow him out. I'm going to grab the three and a half points here. I like the Bengals. And my man Joe Cool the cover three and a half in game number two. Game three, I'm giving you a pick that I normally don't make. I know it's going to sound weird to a whole lot of people. You guys know I'm not with the idea of riding with a public team. I usually go against a lot of these square plays, the ones that seem just way too obvious. But I got numbers to back this one up. I like the Green Bay Packers laying the three and a half against the Eastern Texans. First of all, look at the numbers for the Packers over the last two years coming off a game in which they do not cover and see what happens the following week. They've been a cash cow when it comes to that. Then I look at what the Tennessee Titans were able to do to that Texan defense. The Texan defense is awful. Aaron Rodgers should have his way after what was a beatdown for him against Todd Bowles' Buccaneers defense. Aaron Jones should be able to have a good amount of success. And I just don't get the sense this will be a close game. I think it's probably a 7-10 to 10 point game. I think the total's pretty accurate. It's all the way up to 56. I think there'll be a whole lot of points. But I'm going to go with the better team, and I'm going to go with the angrier team. I'll take the Green Bay Packers laying the three-and-a-half in game number three. Game four, let's skip ahead to Monday Night Football. Anytime you have a five-and-one team getting six against a four-and-two team, a lot of people are wondering, well, what the hell is up with that line? I think the line is telling between the Bears and the Rams. I think what Vegas is trying to tell you is – we don't believe in Chicago. And guess what? I'm raising my hand. I don't believe in Chicago. To me, they're a fraudulent 5-1 and team. They've won a whole lot of close games. They've won a whole lot of fluky games. This is a tough spot for them. On the West Coast, on the road, against a team that's coming off a tough loss last week. It's a zigzag type of game for Jared Goff and company. I think they will be focused. I think they will be ready to go. I think Aaron Donald will be very disruptive in the face of Nick Foles. And I think this will be a margin victory for the LA Rams before they got to head to the East Coast. I'll take them to cover the six points, last but not least. And this is my favorite play of the week. So I am saving the best for last. The New England Patriots looked as bad as can be against the Denver Broncos last week. They stunk. Cam Newton stunk. The Patriots didn't look prepared to play. Patriots didn't execute even when Denver tried to let them back into the ballgame. Now you got New England. Awful loss. At home again. Against a quarterback they know as well as anybody in Jimmy Garoppolo. This is the perfect buy low spot on the Patriots. The same Patriot team that limited Travis Kelsey. The same Patriot team that limited Darren Waller of the Raiders. I think they will find a way to keep George Kittle in check. I think they will force a Garoppolo mistake or two. And I think on the other side, I think you will see a much different looking Patriot offense. I love the Pats this week. I'm taking them every which way, and I only got to lay two points. Final game. Give me the new one, the Patriots. Laying the two. All right, Mike Fliegelman. We'll see how many of these you're riding with me on.
2: The is yours. Take it away. Well, listen, like a lot of the weeks this year, I'm with you on a couple of these games. I'll start with the ones that I do see eye to eye with you. Uh, number one, I also like the Panthers plus seven and a half. It's a big spread. You mentioned all the stats with Teddy Bridgewater. I wonder if there's a little extra motivation from Teddy Bridgewater in this game. I Obviously, Drew Brees is still there, but is there something in the back of his mind like, ah, you guys were willing to give Taysom Hill all that money. You didn't want to keep me around to be the guy after Drew was gone this year. He wants to really just kind of show him how good he is, and Teddy in these spots is good. And you know I'm a huge Matt Rule fan. I think he keeps this game close. It's competitive. And who in the world right now, including maybe the Saints, knows what's going on with Michael Thomas? The offense is just not the same without him. So I'm taking the Panthers. Game number two, I'm also with you on the Packers. You know, last week we took the Chiefs against the Bills. I love great players or good or great teams coming off after a loss, especially the way the Packers were just embarrassed in that game against the Bucks after the first 10 minutes. Uh, I was on the wrong side of that one, but I'm sticking with them here. I think Aaron Jones can have a huge day against that Texans defense. So I'm going to roll with the Packers. Game number three, this is also – I can't believe the team playing the Jets is not my favorite play of the week, but my favorite play is yours. I love the Patriots. I get Bill Belichick coming off a loss. It's a low spread, only two or two and a half, against a quarterback that he knows in Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, Bill Belichick, I just can't see, even though Brady's gone – I can't see Bill Belichick losing in this spot. He's got to be angry after the way the team played against Denver. They should not have lost that game. And I just think they give you a big effort. They rebound. No Raheem Mostert for the Niners. This isn't the Giants. This isn't the Jets. This isn't the same team that, okay, they were able to survive without a lot of their players. This is a real test. This is a big-boy game against the Patriots. I like them to win this game uh, maybe by a touch. I think this could be a blowout in favor of the Patriots. Game number four, we alluded to this earlier. I am taking the Bills. I don't know how you can pass it up at this point. Fade the Jets. They're a disgrace. Minus 12 and a half. Only way the Jets are in this game is if Josh Allen fumbles the ball and just throws it backwards, la-dee-da, like he does sometimes, uh, three or four times. Game number five, the one I'll probably regret, but I'm taking the Lions plus two and a half against the Falcons. Two teams that find ways to lose. I loved what I saw last week, the DeAndre Swift coming out party. I think they... On offense, we'll have a lot going. The Lions, the run game, Stafford has looked okay. Galladay's back. I think the Lions find a way to win this game outright. You got that little burst from the Falcons last week, but their defense isn't any good. I think the Lions win the game.
1: How many times have you picked against the Jets this
2: uh, this year? At least like five or six times, Uh, Every week except when they played Thursday night and I couldn't.
1: There you go. And it has worked rather nicely for the great Mike Fugelman, who was at 500 this year, and a lot of those wins – Thanks to fading the New York Jets for fleas. He's got Carolina plus seven and a half. Green Bay lane, three and a half. New England lane, two. Buffalo against his Jets lane, 12 and a half. And the Lions plus two and a half. For years truly, trying to get back to that 500 mark. Carolina plus seven and a half. The Packers lane, three and a half. New England lane, two. Bengals plus the three and a half. And the Los Angeles Rams laying six on Monday night. <sighs>